following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, welcome to the Out of Tune Podcast, your monthly music meetup. That's the word I think we're going to go with. The music monthly meetup of some of these fine gentlemen here. Uh, Let's go around and introduce you to everyone in the room today. Some people are sitting out. It's going to be a cast that kind of grows, shrinks, grows, shrinks. It's going to be good. So uh, first, let's start with uh, those in the room with me. Alex Morris. What's going on? Nate Gingrich. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, zooming in, we have uh, David Jarka. Dave, hey, what's going on? Hey, how's everyone going? Good, doing good. And uh, the legend, the legend himself, the <laughs> one and only music god, Doug Smith. What up, Dougie? <laughs> Well, lend it in your mind, not mine. <laughs> What's up, man? Nine. Oh, this he, is he also goes by Creole Crocodile. We'll just throw that out there. Uh, he yeah. is in the Creole uh, cage right now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Creole studio right there. <laughs> there you go. So basically, this will be the running premise of the show. Um, dude's sitting around a campfire, drinking talking shit right one things we're gonna talk about because we love music is bands we liked bands we hated uh genres we will never listen to uh genres we can't get enough of any direction we really want to go to with music i think this is going to be free-flowing i think this is going to be an ever-growing and changing podcast especially with the different people hopping in and out but um, I think this is a good way to start. So let's do this. First thing right out the bat, what is the band you tie to most with your childhood? And we're going to start with Doug on this one. Well, that's easy, man. It's Van Halen. It started everything for me, man. Started really realizing what rock and roll was. Started me playing guitar. It was everything to me, man. I, I love that band to this day. Still my favorite band, although, you know, there's two versions of it. Everyone's got their opinion on which is better, but, you know, Eddie Van Halen, he was the shit, man. And uh, <laughs> that was it, man. No if ands, buts about it. The solid start. Van Halen, they, they definitely have. So I, my background is with guitar. I, I play guitar. I've played guitar for a long time. So that's one of the first things that I listen to when I'm listening to new music or any music. And Van Halen has such a unique sound when it comes to like their music and their guitar, guitar work. And it's yeah. an iconic sound. It's, it's definitely 
a, you know, and, a good and, and the way it was recorded was pretty strange too. I don't know if you could throw some headphones on if people don't already know this is that um, for the most part, Eddie Van Halen always came out of, I think it was like your left side. Like he, his guitar was only in one speaker the whole time yet. Most people never knew that because he just filled up so much space. It's just incredible, you know. So it was really good being a guitar player because then you could just turn your balance on your radio and single out the guitar so easily, you know, and just try to figure out what the hell he was playing. Well, I didn't know that, so now I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else with any good, great uh, Van Halen memories or moments? It's an old uh, school band that missed me somehow. It was too new for my dad and too old for my brother. Like he was just on the edge of Van Halen being the kings of rock and roll. You know, sure. during, during those mid 80s, Van Halen's the it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at least one yeah. of. Yeah. They were that band that was always on the radio, like grown up. And then um, later on, like as I get more into music and stuff. And you start listening to them again, and you're like, oh, these guys are awesome. So I always kind of looked at it. Oh, yeah. I threw on an album at work the other day just because it's like nostalgia time. And I have, I'm working with old school dudes. You know what I mean? This is their stuff. And here I am getting amped for like the certain parts of the song. And they're like, sure. what was it like when you first heard? Eddie do this and I would like rewind it so he could hear it or something you know what I mean it's like the yeah. dude's guitar work changed music yeah it was like Jimi Hendrix did it maybe a couple of people in the 70s and then a long time and then oh here comes this dude Eddie Van Halen I'm gonna reinvent guitar again is that cool of yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah. it sounded like nobody his guitar sound was fantastic yeah Every inch of that guitar he used. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, let's go to Jarka. What do you got? What You're kind of the same age as this group over here. Not to sing you out, Doug, but Doug well, from a cooler era. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was it's Metallica. Um, yep. When I... My, my stepdad and my stepbrother were huge Metallica fans, and how like back when i was like in middle school i'd be in like my room playing video games and stuff and, like elementary school doing you know doing my own thing and then they would be blasting it and then in, in, in the in the in the back room at my house and i was always like oh what's that that, that that noise that that loud loud noise Ugh, i don't I'm, i would like shelter myself and then what happened was this is connecting back to my my sort of my wrestling experience is um i was watching uh extreme championship wrestling uh like on saturday mornings and um all of a sudden i saw the sandman come out and he oh, came yeah. out the sandman and he came out through the crowd with a singapore cane over his head drinking smashing beers on his head smoking cigarettes and i thought that was the coolest entrance ever in wrestling yep. and all of a sudden and i heard that song and i'm like that's an awesome song and then the one like one saturday night there you know they, my family was out in the back and i heard under sandman play and i went what that's the sandman's music like, like all of a sudden that that day that minute it, 
Metallica went from the noise to the coolest band in the world. And then I st- and then I started I you know I listened to Under Sandman. Then they would blast Injustice for All all the time at my house. We actually mm-hmm. ended up having like four copies of the CD at my house because we kept going through it. <laughs> and um, uh, then Master of Puppets was played a lot of uh, all the time, and that's that just started everything right there. So I can you know part of the reason I got into like metal heavy metals, you know, part partially my family, partially from wrestling. I love it. I I definitely I don't connect fully with the wrestling aspect, but I think yeah. this is a band that's going to come up a lot when we're talking about bands that influence. I bet uh, most guitar players that are, you know, early or uh, I don't know how to word it, early millennials, or, yeah. you know, Gen uh, Gen X. I bet Enter, Enter Sandman, I bet, was one of the first songs that they learned how to play on guitar. Because I, any guitar player I've ever met knew the opening riff to that song. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's a, a relatively easy riff, you know. I mean, and, you know, it's it, that, that riff is a cool riff to impress your friends with, you know. Hey, check this out real quick. And they're like, damn, man, you know how to play that? You know, that kind of <laughs> But I'll tell you, you know, with Metallica, I was introduced to them earlier than that. I was introduced to them when Master of Puppets came out. And the first song I heard was Damage Incorporated. And uh, it was just the most insane thing I had ever heard. And, uh, you know, not to get to break songs down, like in, you know, into little pieces and parts, but there's that little galloping riff thing that's like maybe about halfway three quarters of the way through the song and Metallica's really known for their like quick triplets on their picking hands and stuff like that and that was something I had never heard before I was like I don't even know what to even say about this it was just it was mind-blowing and then on another quick note I'd have to say too that Man, when Tim uh, Tim Burton, Cliff Burton passed away, man, I think that, that that's one of the first real music tragedies that I felt in my life that I was like, like I had this personal connection to kind of, do you know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like somebody passing away in a band that like, say maybe your parents or a brother listened to or something like that was my fucking band. And my bass player just died. I was like, what the frig are they going to do now? You know, it was very, very just, it was shocking. I was like, I can't, and plus the way it happened and all that. And it was, man. But Metallica really, Metallica really showed me to, you know, when Master Puppets came out, I was, jeez, what year did that come out? I might, I might, yeah. So I, I was 16 years old. And, that band really showed me like, oh man, too, you and me and these two other dudes, we're in a band, but this is a fucking gang, man. Like we're fucking badasses. Do you know what I mean? It had this, this attitude about it that wasn't so, you know, like to go back to Van Halen, you know, kind of glammy and all this. These dudes were a, a freaking gang and if you run across one of them 
you're getting all of them kind of thing, you know, and it, yeah. it, it, it gave me that feeling of like, you know, when I'm in a band, we're together, man, this is, this is us, this is our freaking crew right here, you know, live and die, ride or die, you know, kind of thing, so, yeah, I love that band so much. Their influence from the second, what I would call, or second or third wave of British Invasion, where they're tapping into everything that's going on over in England, and, oh, yeah. and bringing all those, you know, uh, King um, Diamond and you know, yep. you could roll hold your hold through, but Bungie, frigging Diamond Head, all those guys, Motorhead, all that, you know, just yeah. Oh, Judas Priest, yeah, like yeah. amazing, amazing, influential bands, and it's it's going from England all the way over to the West Coast of America. And taking over LA and taking over, I mean, Metallica's based out of San Fran, but um, that was mostly Kirk Hammett's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that Bay Area, man, was the birthplace of a lot of really good bands. So, yeah. I, I think, though, that the mentality seemed like something that they brought out of um, like the British punk, British attitude. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, Nate. We're, let's jump ahead of a decade, maybe. <laughs> well, this actually isn't a question that I don't really feel like I can answer because I've never really had just one band or one artist that I feel like, you know, shaped what I, you know, what became my, my music background. Growing up, my dad listened to Deep Purple, Rainbow, Grateful Dead, all you know, all 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 kinds of uh, you know old metal. Uh, he listened to the Who. He listened to Zeppelin. Everything. And then, as I got a little bit older, you know, I listened to the the commercial the commercial stuff, some grunge grunge stuff. But then I got into my punk phase. And I started listening to Bad Religion, Pennywise, that kind of stuff. Is you know, it still sticks with me. I still listen to a lot of that. And then I got into like the metal, like heavy heavy stuff. So I, there's not really one artist that I can really connect to. So I'm not going to even try because <laughs> I, I can't, I can't give you one. There's just been so much that I've listened to over the years that there's not, there's not an answer. I guess I took the easy way out. No, <laughs> it makes sense. But if there's one that I associate you separate from your dad's influence or mom's influence or anything like that it's always bad religion yeah 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 they they were they, they were one of one of my first like favorite bands where you know i would non-stop listen to them which they're actually the band that took me the longest to actually see live which was just a couple of years ago and i got to meet greg graffin so that was pretty cool but yeah, uh, Bad Religion was definitely you know a big influence, especially when I started playing guitar. They were a big influence on on what I tried to do with guitar, and like, so I, I I can see that. I guess I guess that's as as good of an answer as any. Thanks for that. You're welcome, <laughs> Alex. Got a tuneness. Okay, I think the mic stand's ready. Okay. Um, for me, it's it's tough because my early years, I grew up 
in the country. So dad had Garth, mom had Dixie Chicks. I listened to a little bit of that. Garth was the heavier aspect of country. So we start, like, dad will take me to Amherst games, Sabres games, whatever. On the way there, we'd listen to Metallica, Maiden, Pink Floyd, all that. And then Slipknot comes along. That, to this day, bread and butter, no turning back. Uh, Stop me from doing something I definitely shouldn't have ever thought of. So I owe them quite a bit. And Dougie, when you were talking about your bassist passing, felt the same way when Paul Gray passed. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I did. I literally didn't talk to anybody for three days. I didn't say words yeah. out loud to myself. I just got through it and moved on. But uh, after Slipknot, I got heavier, heavier, heavier. A lot of bands overseas, uh, Ginger, Slaughter to Prevail, even some stuff back home, Phil, Lorna Shore. So I can kind of bridge the gap. I go everywhere, but ultimately it comes back to Slipknot. Oh, to the Hellfire? Yeah. Yes. That's um, Will Ramos. He's the new singer. That is. <laughs> that, is that, that's, that song has like the breakdown of breakdowns. It is just absolutely insane. That's all I know from him is just that breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that genre, I love it because the negative space they use is so fucking heavy that when it comes back in, right in the face. Oh, yeah. Um, Phil, Lorna Shore, Slaughter to Prevail, all down-tempo. Love it. Even even Deadbeat, a handful of us know who that is. Their stuff, down-tempo, can smack you around, and that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be nice to bring talent in. That would be it. He just got back from Tennessee. He surprised his mom for his birthday. Okay. Or for her birthday. What, what about that one band you listened to called... Uh, Bear wrestled a dinosaur once or something. <laughs> so there's a mixture. Dougie's referring to I wrestled a bear once and hunt the dinosaur. Hunt the dinosaur is amazing. Their vocalist, guttural, like high squealy, but Eminem speed. They're insane. Um, the other one that I kept pumping into Dougie's ear for probably about a month straight once I found out who they were, formerly known as Eskimo Cowboy, now Electric. <laughs> I, I beat Dougie down with that band for a, a solid month at work. It's good because you know, like a lot of those newer bands, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to very much. But it's it's cool to listen to them, and like, you know, from time to time, you go, ah, I hear where they're coming from. Like you can kind of pick their influence out. You know what I mean? And it's kind of cool. You know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing shit that I just don't listen to. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you're able to run it through a filter. Yeah, Doug, Doug can listen to him and be like, "Oh, that reminds me of this or this." Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this well, drummer reminds well, me of this guy. <laughs> that band. Um, oh my god, I'm going to forget their name now. They they sound like Mashuga. I kept going, "Oh, if you like this band, you'll like Mashuga." Oh, who, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's volumes. uh, volumes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was volumes. like, oh, pretty cool, They're... man. This reminds me of Meshuggah, man. This is awesome, you know. Super genty. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's go now to... Yeah, the mic stands out of tune again. Yeah. We're good. Okay, cool. Let's go to now the band 
that you know you wouldn't. Okay, how about this? Classic thought exercise. You're stuck on a deserted island. You're bringing one band with you, their entire catalog. Is it still the same band for you, Doug? Um, I, I, I think I, in my head right now, it's Drive by Trucker. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that band so friggin' much, man, dude. They are great. I, I'd have to agree with you. I, I, I don't think it would be Van Halen. I really don't. And, and, and the only reason why is because if I'm trapped on an island right now, my musical tastes now are so much different than they were back in the day even even just five years ago you know you know it's just one thing that i don't want to do anymore listening to music is pick it apart so a lot of times i i you know what lately you can ask alex will tell you everything he can tell you he can attest to all this stuff you know it's like i just don't want to go oh what's that guitar player doing oh wow well that bass player and that drummer are doing two totally different things. And that were, you know what I mean? I just want to listen to it because it sounds friggin' good. And I don't want to have to concentrate on it. So my point being is that, yeah, I think it would be completely different than anything. Drive-by truckers is definitely one of them that, that would be up there for sure. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I love the, they almost have like a punk quality to them because in the in the sense that it just sounds like they walked into a room sat down plugged their shit in they know the songs but they don't have them down perfect but they just played the shit out of them and that's it and they don't give a fuck yeah they maybe that bend of that note was fucking you know it, it just kind of has that i don't give a shit punk rock attitude and this is what you're gonna get from us and that's that and i i love that band yeah a live band more than a in-studio band. Oh. I, I, yeah, and then the, the funny thing is, is their, their recordings are, they're pretty live themselves, you know what I mean? You really can tell that they don't spend a lot of time fixing mistakes and just, you know, I, I could probably say they probably don't ever use clicks <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that, so, you know. But I, I love that about them. And that country rock is just a style that has just taken me out. Well, look, you know, I got bl a Blackberry Smoke sweatshirt on right here. There, you know. So, but yeah, I, I'd have to say, Brian, that was a good choice for me. <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, Dougie. Yo. You're, ta you're talking about picking songs apart, kind of, but not really. But there's a focal point that you and I love. Two words. Rosetta Stoned. Yeah. Oh, God. What a song that is. And that little friggin' five seconds of this riff that Adam Jones plays is like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? And it just comes out of nowhere and then goes just as fast. Little time <laughs> signature change and right back to it. Oh, it's unbelievable. All right. Let's go to Jarka now. What we got for us? Are we bringing Metallica back out or? No, um, I didn't think so. This isn't my favorite band. They're one of my favorites, but not my, my the favorite band because I'm just basing this off of you know you're going to be on an island, you're going to might be there a while. Yep. You want I want something with a big catalog, and I want something that has different phases of it. I'm gonna go with the Melvins. Oh, oh wow. wow! 
good choice. You think about it, like they've been they they've been putting out what stuff since like almost the early eighties and still today. And they've been through so many different phases. They like, you know, they're pretty much like the I don't know, the grandpas of grunge. I don't know if you can put it or the uncles of grunge. I, I, you know, they, they kind of started it. They were kind of punkish to start. They went right. through like a progressive phase at one point. Right. So they have like a, also times like they have, like, it sounds like a classic rock albums that they put out. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, I just saw them a couple of weeks ago and they're still delivering it live, kicking ass out there. You know, they were awesome. So that's, that's cool. kind of, you know, you know, you don't, you don't know how long you're going to be out there and I, you know, you know, they're going to deliver. Yeah. That's a really cool choice. It really is. I got it. I've never once heard of them. You know, yeah. Well, I just recently got into them, and then, you know, not too long ago. And, and I just dove in head first. I love that band. There, there's so many bands. Like if you like, that are influenced by them like it's almost like every like rock band that came up in like like the late 90s onward is like the, the, the like within their top five if you ask them like the influence of bands they almost always say them like you always find the melvins like in one of their spots it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they definitely rode the coattails of the classic rock uh movement of the 70s but then also hopped on the punk scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can hear influences of like the clash you can hear influence of, I don't know, maybe even Sex Pistols a little bit. I don't even know. But the fact that they took all that and within a decade, they're spitting out stuff that already sounds way ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool band. Good choice. What about you, Nick? Uh, this one for me is kind of kind of easy. Uh, oh, Sleeper. Oh. Um, not, not the biggest catalog, but... They have a five, five and a half albums out, but they are, they're pretty, they're pretty broad. Like they have not one song is going to sound exactly like the last one. And they have one of my absolute favorite songs right now. I can listen to it whenever, uh, Hush Yael, which is an awesome song. If that's them, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Hush IL, it's one that hits me, hits me emotional, hits me deep. It's based on a true story and it's very, very sad. And just the power behind, like in that song alone goes from, there's, it starts off with just like this, you know, real sad, you know, tone to it. And then just hops right into power and you can pick up on the anger in, in the vocals. And it's just, it goes through every emotion in that one song. And a lot of their songs are like that. And that's a big thing for me when I'm listening to listening to music is I want to feel what the song is telling me. You know, what, I want to feel what the, the story that the singer is trying to tell me. I want to feel the story that the musicians are trying to tell me. Like, I just, I, I want to feel it. And they, they do that for me. I did not see that coming. No, that, that's, they are constantly in my, in my rotation right now. I listen to them all the time. And they have a song called The Island. So that, that oh, okay. <laughs> I always feel bad for the uh, missed full set opportunity. And I haven't had a chance to see him since then. So Only reason I went to that show. They, co- they come to Town Ballroom. They come with Bring Me the Horizon. And it's pissing outside, isn't it? Wasn't, wasn't it raining? It wasn't uh, every time I... No, it's bringing me the horizon. Okay. Yeah. 
and it's pissing outside. I think I'll have to go to the car for fun. And Nate wants to see a sleeper, so he waited in the bar next door, right? Yeah, well, we, we, we waited to go in there. Yeah. We finally got in, and we were thinking that uh, O Sleeper was going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be opening for the headliner. They're going to be right. the second last band is what we thought, based on the billing, on how it was listed. And so we get in there, and we're at the bar. We're just kind of hanging out, whatever. And I look up at the screen because they had TVs at the bar showing the, the the stage, and I see the drum set that has O Sleeper logo. I'm like, son of a bitch! So I go running in there, and I got to see like three songs. I was I wanted to, I was ready to go home after that. I also think you got short sighted. I think they played a short set. I don't think we missed that many songs. Well, yeah, I mean, they were the third third last, so they were. Yeah, so, so they they were them and whoever the other band was, they were alternating. Um, oh, you just having to catch them on their off night, right? I yeah. gotcha. Okay. Well, bring me the Ryzen had one of the best circle pits I've ever seen. Just saying. Yeah, it was amazing. And then look what they became. <laughs> well, I know, but they, they was it was amazing. Alex. All right. Sidebar for Bring Me the Ryzen. They have changed a lot, which could play into the catalog aspect. I don't know. The way they've changed, I actually enjoy. I prefer the heavier stuff, the older stuff. But it is what it is. I'm on an island. Mm -hmm. Two bands come to mind because of catalog length. And they're opposite end of the spectrum. One is Flog and Molly. The other is Every Time I Die. Mm. And I don't know who wins that. Can I settle it for you? Try it. I think Etid has the better like middle ground. Mm-hmm. I think Flogging Molly's great songs are great, but I also think their bad songs are real bad. I don't. I don't think you get that with Every Time I Die as much. No, but the Flogging Molly songs that you would consider bad are still good in their own right. It's their own feel. It's not meant for radio. Of course, neither is every time I die, but I don't know. They're good, and they're viewed as less good. Even that first album, there are just certain songs I'm like, skip. (laughs) (laughs) To this day, I haven't had the chance to see them play Cruel Mistress live, and that's the song that got me into flogging. Oh, okay. And that I've written into them. I've tried. Yeah. You know, probably four or five times. (laughs) So if you like Flogging Molly, mm-hmm. you guys any fans of Flogging Molly? If the, if the island's like in the North Sea, like right off the coast of Ireland or like in the British Isles, and it's, you know, real green, you know, like perfect. It, it might be a perfect, like, like that'd be really awesome. Like to have Flogging Molly, like going on, like just go, go matched up with your setting. Yeah. Like, well, did you I, get in them at all? Oh, I beat him to death really. with that too. I, I really, I really don't. I, I, I don't know what it is about that style of music. I don't know. It just, it's. I don't think it sucks, but it's, just, it's just not for me. I don't know. I just don't get. But I do have, a, I, I do have a bit of uh, random trivia about Flog and Molly. Oh, here we go. It, oh, I already know the answer. <laughs> years ago, 
there was a guitar player for Motorhead, and his name was Fast Eddie Clark, right? So he quit Motorhead and started a band called Fastway. And Fastway had an enormous hit called Say What You Will. I don't know if you guys ever heard the song. It like the riffs like like it's a classic. Look it up. You know, you probably have heard it at least once in your life. Anyways, Fastway singer quits Fastway and starts what band? Flogging Molly and still doing it to this day. Dave King. He's an original oh, cool. founding member. Yeah. Seriously, cool, actually. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see Floggy Molly. I didn't really like them like when I was like in high school and college. And then I saw them at a warp tour and they yeah. they kind of they won they did win me over. I did yeah. learn I did res- learn to respect them a lot. And uh, they're kind of in like my Spotify foul list. Like eventually I'm gonna kind of go through and just listen through their give them their records all like a, a spin through eventually. Mm-hmm. And check, check them all out. I they they are they're pretty. I do kind of like that. I do kind of like. March. Like, yeah. I, I would say <laughs> I, out of I, every band I've seen live, they are hands down one of the tightest bands. They are, dude. Night in, night out, clean. They they played their songs so fast, mm-hmm. like double time, and at times it seemed like they were doubling their own double time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was insane to me. It was insane. And the also, crowd crowd goes hard for them. Oh yeah, they yeah. never quit. Unfortunately, that was one of those times at Warped Tour where I was torn between where I needed to be. Like just like I, I had Cohen and Cabria on one stage, and I had Kill Switch and Gage on the other stage, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, oh my I, god. I, I, I oh Kill Switch is a clean winner. Yeah, I was definitely a Kill Switch for that at the time, but I remember that happening. That was terrible, and that was when. Uh, Adam was out because he broke his arm from skateboarding or riding a BMX bike or something. Yes, yes, they had the, I the guitars from on Earth. Yes, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Howard was amazing, and I remember going, "Hmm, this is this is actually better." Seeing the dude from on Earth, who's known as one of the best guitar players in metal. <laughs> to to backtrack just a little bit, when Dougie was like. Yeah, about fucking. That's why we're here. We discuss, we bounce off, see who likes what, who doesn't yeah. like what. That's why we're here. Yeah, I can't wait to finally uh, lay into him about how much Van Halen sucks at times. <laughs> David Lee Roth ruins so much with his corniness. If it, if I could just cut his vocals out and just listen to the music, so much better. So to finally- and don't get me started on Hagar because he doesn't help anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Van Hagar is terrible at times. Terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so, Gary Sharon. Go ahead. I don't know. Is he good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on for one album, and you play you play the album that Gary Sharon's on, and then play any Sammy Hagar album. You can't tell the difference between the two. He sounds <laughs> exactly like him. I'm like, okay. why'd you give him this ha- Sammy if you're just gonna have this dude do the exact same shit? Makes <laughs> no sense. Uh, I think final answer is probably going to be every time, just because I can throw down. Yeah, we didn't even touch on them though, right? We just we just went on a flag and tangent. Okay, as a guy that doesn't need every time I die in my playlist, Mm -hmm. as a guy that would never really go to just an every time I die show, they'd have to have somebody else with them that I was interested in. Try and sell me right now 
on their catalog compared to some other comparable bands. Uh, trying to think of another band because the only one that I like gets me going is Baby. Is that a new black mm-hmm. with the beer can in the beginning? That song kicks ass. Well, what is that song? Uh, a new black. That song rules. Beer can crack in the beginning. And, yep. Yep. Um, the atmosphere. You know, what they bring to the stage, what they do in their videos. A lot of their stuff kind of hits home, depending on your angle from them. Um, they have a song called The King with the Boys in that video. I'm a little off tangent, but Drew Stafford's in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dressed head, <laughs> dressed head to toe in his gear. Playing chess with a guy doesn't like the move, wipes the board, drops the mitts, beats the shit out of this guy. That's great energy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, just anytime I've seen them, obviously they've been home or warp tour, which is technically home Darien Lake. Um, that's just it. They bring the energy everywhere they go, and the crowd gets into it better than I've seen any other band come through mm-hmm. only because mostly because they're locals. That definitely helps. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if my Island is near Buffalo, it's going to be fucking wild. I've seen it dice today twice. What about as I lay dying? Never. No. But it dies today is also from Buffalo. Oh, yeah. yeah. About Sonica boys. True. And then there is as summer dies came from Buffalo too. Why does everything have to die? Because metal, this is something I'm going to, this is a topic I'm going to bring up for one episode that without Buffalo, New York, there is no death metal. Yeah. Facts. Facts. I want to be on that episode. I'm hoping you're on most of them. Smashed face. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's go to negative. I like always like going negative with this. Let's bring out the snark. Let's bring out the uh, angst a little bit. Who do you hate? Yeah. The band. How about this? <laughs> you can eliminate them from music history Catalog for all time. I've asked Doug this before. I don't remember the answer, but I know I, I asked you this before. Who I, is that I, one I, band? I could give it to you easily. The Offspring. <laughs> it's the biggest piece of garbage I have ever heard in my life. I swear. And 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 Bush is a close number two. Oof. But Offspring, I listen to it and I just get pregnancy sick. I I can't stand it. Dude, they are the worst. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't even want to talk about them. Next. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just can't, I just can't deal with them. I just can't. They just burn my stomach. That singer is his voice. Just God. Oh, geez. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to come out and play? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Oh, uh, jeez. I didn't see that one coming. Did not see huh. it coming. Yeah. I just, yeah, I from day that. one, from day one, I just like, uh, make me in the face. So, what do you got, Jerka? 
so there's no limitations on this. This is just, you know. Oh no, no, no! If you've got a really, if you got one that's really going to stir the hornet's nest, I insist you say it. Uh, no, well, that's just I just I, I'm having trouble narrowing it down. <laughs> it's um. Uh, Maybe the group can help you out. Alex has two, and it's okay. If it's not a rock that. band. It's no. It's okay if it's not a rock band, right? Oh yeah. Okay, it's uh, it's Lawrence Welk band. Uh-huh. <laughs> I agree. I've never I fucking, heard of them. fucking hate Lawrence Welk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I, my grandma would. One of my grandmas would. All she would do, like, she'd turn on the TV just to watch Lawrence Welk. That one oh. hour that was on PBS, and then oh my the, the god, I think I know what and you're it, talking about. What? Uh, so genre? I, I I have no idea who this person is. What? It's this it's a uh, like a big band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like like fifties, sixties. Um, yeah, like orchestra kind of thing. Really, really like like it's not cl- it's not classical. It's nowhere near. It's not good enough to be classical music. Not orchestral music. It's like like just kind of crappy trumpets and trombones and it's almost we, like joe tunes almost kind of do we have a yeah. way that uh we're able to hear some of this stuff while we're doing this oh no 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 yeah, permission thing yeah okay. yeah yeah i'm a rookie i don't know these things. well because we can um but then if like 30 they find out or something it requires me having to either go back and edit it out and reissue it and without context so okay yeah i'm copping out that was, I, was, I was thinking the easy way out but don't make me do this there may be a time where we try and play a game maybe where like we play the first like five seconds of a song and see if we can guess it i was gonna say bit. guess that tune could be yeah later on. yeah there's a lot of I have a lot of ideas about going forward, but I thought this episode is important about getting a basis. It's actually getting to know you. You know what I mean? Doug knows Alex and I, mm-hmm. and that's it. And Nate knows me, and that's it. And me and David Jarka literally have never actually met face to face. We're just Facebook friends. Yes. Wow. There you go. <laughs> so and and you know obviously Alex once again through work uh did not know nate or uh jerka or but we're gonna bring in some other people along the way and uh each time we'll have to kind of go through this again we'll run them through the ringer though it'll be kind of fun for us guys that are on the first episode because we can watch them squirm maybe a little bit a little bit of a like a lightning round yeah right all right, you gotta give me the name of uh, that one that you hate again, because I'm I'm making a list here and a, bu- a bunch of stuff I'm checking out, and this is one that I gotta check out. Oh, he's gonna check it twice. <laughs> Lawrence Welk. Yeah, that's the one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to feel your pain. Let's put it this way: he, uh, my one one of my my trainers at my job, um, he was he's like into like uh, classical music, and he actually plays like like trumpet and some kind of band like group or like jazz trumpet and i once brought, brought up lawrence welk to him and he just got totally disgusted by it and he's like oh he even made buddy rich sound bad it's like how do you make the great, greatest drummer of all time uh sound bad <laughs> that's uh, funny neil pert would like a word yeah oh yeah I, I i think neil's the best too 
I actually, I think Buddy Rich is better. <laughs> but that's just me. A drummer. Back in the day. Like in high school. Like percussion and symphony band. <laughs> symphony. Same. Good symphony. Nate, don't disappoint us. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is not a specific artist, but a genre. No, no, no it's no, the no. same. We have the same. So I can listen to anything. My my uh, my playlist, like my my random like songs playlist, like on Spotify or or whatever, would shock and amaze some people because it will go from something metal to. Christina Aguilera to punk to like Bach. The only thing that you will not find in there is country. Mm-hmm. I don't like country music, but I can find talent in some country music. Like there's some Garth Brooks that I like. If I, if I can hear some talent in it, I'm good with it. But the one thing that I cannot find any talent in is hip hop country that is mixed with rap and hip-hop oh <laughs> it makes my skin crawl it makes me want to punch anything i can find it makes me want to kick a baby it makes me want to drown a puppy i hate hip-hop it what's like the what's that the epitome of that that genre what would you say so i don't know artists there was a kid who worked with me who listened to it so there is one song that sticks out in my mind. I don't know who it was or what it's by, but it was a guy for three and a half minutes rapping about how big the tires are on his truck. Mm. Like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> it, I, I, had to, I had to pull my seniority card at work and tell him you're not allowed to listen to this while you're, I'm in the truck with you because... <laughs> It, it was, it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> but if would I had to pick an XP technically, would that be fit in that genre? Or? What's that? Would Lil Nas X fit into that genre? Is that the uh, the the whole time? Yeah, the like thing they did with Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> that yeah that that kind of stuff. The first well. time I heard the first time I heard it, I was like. Oh yeah, that's that's funny. That's that's a funny joke that somebody would make a song like this. And then the kid looked at me. He's like, "What do you mean? I'm like you're telling me this isn't a joke? This is a real thing?" Oh yeah, everybody's listening to him. Like nobody's listening to this. It sucks. <laughs> Somehow they had two different dedicated genre listeners listening to that one song. It worked. <sighs> I don't like it, but it no it it didn't work though. It didn't work for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It sold. It probably went platinum or double platinum yeah. or something stupid. Uh, yeah, that's gross. But if I had to pick an artist, what the hell? I'm gonna go with Nickelback because uh, what the fuck? Why not? We gotta have some Nickelback. Hate. <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. Every song sounds the same. All right, I my blood's boiling now, so I'm, I'm gonna pass it over. <laughs> I think I'm about to fuck everybody up right now. Oh, boy. Because, like you, I listen to everything. Little Nas X included. Country I listen to. I grew up on. Rap. Ska. Punk. Hip-hop. Metal. 
every genre of metal i'm across the board so for me to pick and that was a popular hate you had yeah for nickelback <laughs> it seemed like it was the in, the end thing to do everybody jump on nickelback and what's the one today imagine dragons people are all over them now too and i don't get why maybe for the same feels the same type thing but coming down to who i can't stand Keep in mind, I go from like Dion in the 50s to Slaughter from today. <laughs> Don't have an offspring hate, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never given this thought because every if it sounds good to me, I'm going to listen to it. I haven't found much that I don't enjoy. Music kind of is my time travel device. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I really, <laughs> I don't think I can fill the blank here. It seems like you haven't hit on pop. It depends on who it is. Like I can't tell you which way from Sunday who is who, but hmm. just pick Lawrence Welk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Name some pop artists. I was gonna throw Britney Spears. Fine, I hate that bitch. Moving on. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Uh, I to to for the life of me, as a straight metal majority listener, hard mm-hmm. rock listener, I'll never understand why Christina Aguilera wasn't the most popular out of all those that came out of that. She should have female. Been. She's the most talented. She, she that chick been. is yeah. ridiculous. Her pipes yeah. are nuts. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. She's got nuts for pipes? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's a little uh, out there. It is. Also, I don't speak about women that way. That was just slip of the tongue. What did you want to say? Leave Britney alone. I'm going to post that gif. When I I put this music post up, I'm going to comment on it with a leave Britney alone. (laughs) Well, Okay, so what else is popular to hit on Nirvana? Every like, I know a lot of people that don't like Nirvana. Personally, I always say they're the most overrated. I was gonna get there okay. though. Maybe that starts us off. Well, at, at at the same time, the drummer from Nirvana looks a lot like the lead singer from Foo Fighters. He just trips me out. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Let's do that. Doug, most yeah. overrated band in your opinion? I Doug uh, Nirvana's definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Oof. You know, I, I'll t- I'll say this one. I'll say Nirvana, but I'll also say that up until recently, I kind of started liking this band a little bit, but I still deep down feel this way that the band that they call the greatest rock and roll band on earth, the Rolling Stones. I mean, all right, I get it. They're cool. I, I love Keith Richards, but really? Are they that good? I don't know, man. Preach, brother, preach. I, I just, I, you know, the way people talk about the Rolling Stones, it's like, I'm never going to get there. I'm never, I'm never going to get there. I just, I just can't. I mean, Scorsese makes movies about them and shit. And it's like, really? I don't Oh, okay. I've always well, been more of an Oliver Stone guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it, you know, but I, I'll tell you, 
from day one, I always thought that uh, Nirvana was definitely overrated. That whole depressing thing and, you know, it's just, everything was just drab and just like shitty and it's raining again and it's yeah. cloudy. Can't you be more cold. excited about your heroin addic- addiction or what? Courtney did it. <laughs> I know, ain't it? What the hell? You don't feel shitty all the time. Otherwise, Save it. You wouldn't That's a different episode. <laughs> I, I yeah. have I, on the back burner. I had conspiracy theories about deaths in uh, music, and that's on the list for sure. Oh, oh, cool. Good choice for the first one, Doug. Good choice. Yeah. I'm with you as a Beatles diehard. Yes, Nate. Diehard. <laughs> uh, you live in a yellow submarine. I never understood the love. The like, like. Oh, Rolling Stones, Beatles, Rolling Stones, Beatles. And it's like, it's not even close, bro. It's Be- not Beatles all day. Close. Not even close. Nope. There's no comparison. No. I have this argument and a case to be made about that Beatles invented punk, but that's for another day. Is it because of Helter Skelter? Huh? Is it because of Helter Skelter? There's, it's the White Album. It's, the revolver album it's there's a lot that's mm-hmm. impressive actually when i make the case paint the yeah. damn door black already <laughs> yeah right it's a good song first song that ever featured a sitar facts really yeah yes like first record yeah yeah learned about that in my rock history class in college yeah my dad asked me uh, when we were at my grandma's funeral kind of a distracting moment he was talking to a co-worker and he goes, oh, my, my son knows all this stuff, too. He, like the music, They were talking music history. And he goes, what, what's the first album that ever recorded uh, sitar? I'm like, oh, it's probably Rolling Stones, right? It's got to be Black Dork <laughs> or Painted Black, you know what I mean? So, yep. Mm. Jarka, I think we could match a lot of answers. Metallica was the same. <laughs> This one, it's hard to predict for me on the outside. Let's continue being highly negative, though. What do you got? The thing about overrated, like, I would, we were talking about the Beatles, and for the longest time, I would have said the Beatles was the most overrated band. I, but I will do the, I, this is what happened, though, is I went through the Spotify list, and I was going to, I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to give the Beatles a shot. You know, I never really get, I always say that without giving them a shot. Like, and I went through their album collection and I didn't like their early stuff. I'm just like, no, I don't, this is okay. I'm, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time here. Then I got to like Sgt. Pepper's and I'm like, okay, now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's out for like, for up until about, I don't know, January or February this year, I would have said the Beatles. Now it's kind of like, I kind of like them. <laughs> They're not, they're not my favorite band, but I do kind of like them a little bit. I've kind I've come to realize. So I'm not really sure who my most overrated band is anymore. <laughs> I was thinking about this too. Like I'm like, who who would I who the hell would I put up there? Yeah. Cause I would say something like Nickelback, but then uh, and then But they're not rated uh, by a lot of people. But the first two albums, I, I'll admit I liked the first two albums. I was in high school. This is it's gets a little bit frightening. I'm gonna say this, but I like them. I they're my second concert ever. It's fine. Hip hop state. 
And then I went to a Creed concert, bro. Dope. Creed, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Mark Tremardi can fucking play. Well, big time. Yeah. It's it's just Scott Stapp is just, you just, you just, you can't take him seriously. It's all about Mark Tremonti, dude. I got into a pretty heated argument with somebody talking about uh, Mark Tremonti. Like I said that he is one of, he's a very underrated guitarist. He's a really good guitarist. And I got all kinds of hate from all kinds of people (laughs) on Facebook. They just piled on me. So I just kind of backed off. I was like, whatever. Like, you know, if you don't know what you're talking about, that's fine. I don't have to friggin' tell you why. You should Everybody have just make some Malta Bridge. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just so easy to make fun of Scott Stapp that we kind of yeah. overshadow how good the rest of the band is. Yeah. I I, I don't know if it came across, but uh, once once he mentioned Creed, I they came on on my right over here. And it was uh, What If was a song that came on. Great song. And I love – I. I'm not a big fan of Scott Stapp, so I can understand that. Oh, yeah. But the power of the song, like the power of like the guitar when it comes in, it's a good riff. Like it's an awesome riff. I love it. It is a great riff. How about Creed? Do you you want to nominate them? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could go with Creed then. (laughs) I guess. I guess that's the definition, it. right? Uh, I mean, can I say Scott Stapp is overrated? I don't. I, I don't know. I think most people hate He's him. Got solo work, right? What about Three Doors Down? Oh yeah. Ooh, wait oh, your yeah. turn. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's a yeah. That's Not a, my yeah. choice. Okay, yeah, I can go with Three Doors. Yeah. Like, the answer is a lot. There's a lot. How about you, Nate? Apparently not Creed. <laughs> no, not not Creed. And this is this is probably not going to go well for me. So I want to say that for me, overrated doesn't mean bad. Like I, I, uh, an artist can still be good, and that you can still give them credit for what they've done. But just because they became so popular, like. Beatles. For me, it is 100% the Beatles. Most overrated band ever. For me, they're, they they brought about everything that I hate about pop, pop culture. <laughs> All, you know, just people just fawning over these people who will never give them a second thought. And just girls and women just falling over these guys because they're cute and they play guitar. Like, I totally I, get that. Like that's, that's, that's the big thing for me. Like, that's what I think the Beatles, that's, that's what they are to me. Like, sure. Maybe they got some good songs. There's some songs that I like for the most part. I think from that same time period, I think there's other artists who were more influential and who were bigger into shaping music, what it became today. And I think that they, they get way too much credit. And I just, I think like, like when we look at the term, like when we think about overrated, you're always we're always going to target kind of like the more historic bands, like you know the Beatles, right. Rolling Stones, Nirvana, because they're they're the ones that they were groundbreakers, so they're always going to be the most popular, but they're not necessarily going to be the best. Yeah, yeah, because the the word is overrated, which means the baseline you have to be is rated, which means liked, which means respected, which right. means popular. The idea that you're overrated means like 
okay, why does this band keeps popping up? Like, why are they dominating 97 Rock? For the life of me, it like, I know I've been letting you guys roll, but I got to throw out mine. It's ACDC. I don't fucking get it. I don't get <laughs> I'm not saying that they weren't good and important along the line here, but good God, that dude's voice is not fun to listen to. It's not Which fun. One? Who though? any of them? <laughs> they're they're all the the, the all the, the, those two dudes. They sound mostly the same, like on purpose, right? I mean, they did. They found a dude that was like, "Hey, can you kind of sound with his like gravelly voice?" Like you gotta yeah. take a shit. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys seen uh, Jim Brewer stand up? Oh, he does ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sounds better than ACDC. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we move on, I have an honorable mention. I don't know if I can do Ooh, that. Yeah. But uh, Guns N' Roses. They, I fucking hate Axl Rose. Um, that's that, it. That's all I have. That, that, that <laughs> Facebook post that started this idea for me was uh, Guns N' Roses, like, very, almost even with Beatles. Guns N' Roses kept popping up. And it's wow. like, if you weren't there during that time, I could see how you could think they're overrated. But Axel Rose, dude, was a presence like a lot of people hadn't seen on stage. And I think that's like the big thing. Like if well, it wasn't for Axel Rose, I like we get we well, get left with the best parts. Like Axel Rose has been pushed off to the side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, I I like their music. Like Slash is an awesome guitarist. Well, like, that's I, what I I'm saying. Listening to him, yeah. But just Axel Rose's voice man shut up like, i don't, I don't want to hear him <laughs> I, it was the front man thing i think he was an amazing front man that i'm just trying to justify it i'm with you yeah. like i get uh, it he's a tool there's okay. maybe like five songs that are like i'm cool with hearing still of guns and roses other than that it's like i want to hear all the radio hits yeah and all that bullshit he he pulled so much crap and treated his audiences like fucking assholes yeah. you know he'd just come out whenever he wanted he would just stop a show i mean you know what the hell man you have no respect for any person that put you on that freaking pedestal right there yep. now you think you're better than everybody you that, this shit could be taken away just as fast as it was given to you so you know i i was couldn't stomach that fucking dude man <laughs> the montreal show when it was Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Perfect it, I believe it was the Injustice for All tour, I believe. Yep. yep. And Irv. that's when the pyrotechnics go bad. Black album. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah I think you're, yeah, you're it right. Was the black. So Heffield catches on fire. You remember this thing? I, yeah, I remember him getting the, the fire. Yeah, okay. So that all happens. Shut down the show, whatever. It's fine. Guns N' Roses is going to play. Jason Newstead talking about in that, the Beyond the Music. Fucking one of the funniest explanations of an asshole acting like an asshole that I'll, I've ever listened to. <laughs> it's like, this guy says he can't go on because his voice hurts. He's sitting over there sipping on whiskey, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Oh, uh, my my throat hurts. <laughs> fucking well, asshole. He could have came out to be the hero of hero. the game. That's what he says. Uh, yeah. 
But he couldn't. His ego was so damn big he couldn't because he felt like friggin' they upstaged him by friggin' starting on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how dare you? <laughs> so funny. All right, Alex. Well, since Brian decided to take my choice. Apologies. I mean, I enjoy them, but I don't go out of my way for them. Yeah. One band I used to like. Actually, scratch that. We'll backtrack one second because I got to give Dougie something. I got blisters on my fingers. I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's your Beatles reference. Yes, it, I had to wait. <laughs> um, I enjoy some of their stuff. The fucking kiss. Mm. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know, like, handful of tunes to me, but they seem so, like, and to be overplayed, you get hate, but you also got yourself that far. So it's tough to hate on someone who gets that far. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm like they're I, like they're like Star Wars of fucking music. Their merch is fucking everywhere. You're literally talking the same years here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, dude, you know, being being my age and hearing somebody, you know, because there's quite a gap, you know, between us. No, I can totally, I can totally get on board with where you're coming from, completely. But I'll tell you right now, dude, when you're fucking seven years old and fucking Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley come out and Kiss comes out, that's the biggest thing you've ever seen in your fucking life, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm not, not to discredit them whatsoever. No, it's I just, hear you. Over time, they got, they wore on me, basically. Oh, yeah. They wore well, on they were... Gene Simmons was in the band. How could you not wear on <laughs> Right. And I, I think, uh, like the Beatles, they capitalized on their image and their presence and so like memorabilia like everything got stamped with a kiss logo on it like, mm -hmm. kiss mm -hmm. lunchbox kiss backpack kiss whatever so yeah they were like everywhere <laughs> the one thing i will say and it's because of the movie that me and you love so much role models no 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 no, no. detroit rock city my okay. friend okay i'll give you that i get it i always got it I never, like, I wasn't even listening to it. Like, my dad didn't listen to it. My brother didn't listen to it. So it wasn't in my ears. But I just knew, like, these guys are cool, man. They were just cool for the time. That's yeah. They represented what it meant to be pissing off your parents and what it meant to be the, mm -hmm. the principal in your school telling you to take off a T-shirt or whatever. Like, that's what they yeah. were. Yeah, we're not they were America's, that, huh? We're not going to take that, though. <laughs> and the mystery behind it. No twisted there sister. No, here. <laughs> there was never, there was never a band you never knew really what they look like. Mm -hmm. No one had ever done that before. All right. Oh, it's kind of the same concept with Slipknot too. Mushroom head. Mushroom. Anybody, anyone who throws a mask. Guar. Yeah. Yeah, Guar. You know. I but mean, presence. Guar actually, without mm -hmm. a kiss, the Gallagher of metal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, uh, honorable mention, and I say this, and I probably should have taken the spot over Kiss. If you had iTunes when this album came out, you got it whether you fucking wanted it or not. Oh. Fucking you too. <laughs> Bono, you can fuck a hat. I don't enjoy you too. Uh, I wish I could steal that one from you. <laughs> Here's one, yeah. though, the unanimous. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, I will say, you know my hatred of Pearl Jam. Yeah. How dare you, sir? As I've gotten older, I've kind of changed it a little bit. Coming, we were back I was, uh, last weekend when it wasn't cold and dreary, like it's been, it was 80 and sunny and beautiful. Matt Johnson, as you know, came over and we were having some pops, daddy sodas, adult beverages, adult beverages. And Pearl Jam came up because I was feeling 90s ish, you know, like I'm going to hear some stuff I would hear on the edge or the Fox or the right, nerd. Right, Doug? Uh, and I and Pearl Jam popped up. I didn't change it. I sang along with it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm partially yeah, biased it? too because they did a show at Wrigley, and they even wrote a song about the Cubs. Oh, so yeah. I'm kind of biased there. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, when they first came out, I, I was definitely not a Pearl Jam fan when they first came out. You know, I was like that with a lot of bands. Though. I was kind of a dick back then. You know, because it's like. <laughs> If I didn't like your band name, it it didn't matter. Like Pantera, I get that. No, I dude, I my stepmother used to write for the Buffalo News, and so she used to get records from uh, whatever that uh, uh, record uh, music reviewer card. She used to give them to us all the time, and I had uh, Pantera's first album, that Cowboys from Hell, for I don't know how long before I uh, listened to it. And I remember my brother Greg and I sitting in my room and I was trying to fucking drop all this knowledge that I had about music and I was going to use fucking Pantera as a point. Listen to this band. Look at Pantera. Oh, I'm a panther in Spanish or whatever the fuck I thought it was. <laughs> that shit on and I was like, oh my God. And he dropped his phone. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Dougie, I think I, I think I the like, same. I was like, "This is on this guitar player is fucking unbelievable." What the, I don't know shit. I, I don't know any. I, don't listen to me ever. Don't listen to me again. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But Elson Chains was like that. I hated Corn. them to begin with. Yeah, but but Corn, I know your love of Elson Chains now. It's funny for you to say that. Yeah, Corn. But dude, Corn's first record. I I'll put that album up against anything i think that record is a masterpiece i really do they started falling away from me a little bit i got sick of them like i got sick of freaking you know like like i when when rage against the machine first came out i was like oh my god these guys are great it took a week and i was like who wants this album man i'm done with this (laughs) I, i get it i get what you guys are about i actually traded it to my buddy for sound gardens louder than love and I came out better on that deal, I think. <laughs> is, that, is that the is that that Cornell guy? Yeah, that one uh, Temple of the Dog. Yeah, singer. he's in Temple of the Dog. I was gonna say. I thought he looked like the dude from Audio Slave, but that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, I get you, Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, you know, you know, not to, not to, to keep, my house. All the, keep up all the airtime or anything, but I I, I do want to make one point though about ACDC is that um, ACDC falls into a weird, like a weird uh, little group of bands where if you're a super popular band, like ACDC was, when they first came out, they were huge. And your fucking lead singer dies, you're fucked. But they actually got one and got more popular after that. 
you know, and that usually doesn't happen, man. When you, when you're popular and you're lead singer, like just say for classic rock, like if Led Zeppelin and oh. Robert Plant died, they'd be done. It would be yeah. mo- a lot of these bands. Like we'll, we'll say Pearl Jam. If Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder passed away, they're finished. You're never going to freaking. it's very, very rare that you find somebody to replace a great singer and then become even more popular. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, uh, music style wise, Cannibal Corpse did exactly that. Cannibal Corpse, when they got uh, Corpse Grinder, their, their singer that they have now, they just were like a completely different band. They're unbelievable. But we'll, we'll talk about that on the death metal episode. Yeah, oh, right. Boy. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I think we're ready to move into defense territory. We're going to put each other on each, each other's toes. Oh, boy. Y'all need to pick one band that you know that you've caught heat for liking. And you're going to make your case to us right now. Hot seat. Yep. Doug, mm. you are up first again. Oh boy. A band I caught heat for liking. You know, right now I'm I'm going to say I'm going to use somebody very recent. Okay. And I don't catch a lot of heat from a lot of people, but I do catch a lot of heat from a couple people at work. Um and this band is Foster the People. You don't catch that heat from me. I, dude, I don't know what it is about that that group. I I, I I don't know. I just love them. I mean, this is this is this is the type of music that if you told me ten years ago you would like that style of music, I'd be like, get out of my face and lose my phone number and don't ever talk to me again because there's no way I'm listening to that bullshit. And they, yet I love them. They they have the song uh, that's uh, like you better run yeah, faster than my bullet or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, them. That's okay, that's thing. yeah, that's the only song by them that I know, and I that, that's a good tune. I, I got well, they have uh, they have two fantastic songs. If you're into it, just just look up, um, sit next to me and the, a song called Ride or Die, and they're fantastic songs. They bring me, but you know what? Those two songs bring me back to my old roller skating days. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dude, they're great, great songs. They're just great songs. I love them. I can't get enough of them. But I do get my balls busted over it from time to time. Okay. So I'll just I'll just pick them. Uh, what you got, Jerka? Um, few. I hated them for such a long time, and then finally, like maybe about like five to ten years ago whenever 107.7 went turned to alt station for some reason something clicked in my head and, it, and i started liking them probably because of nostalgia from high school for some reason uh blink 182 <laughs> yeah i hated them for like i hate I, like fuck these guys these are like a pop 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 band like a like a boy band playing like instruments and then and then something happened like i i think I don't know what happened. I just heard them for maybe not for a few years. Like maybe it's been years since I heard them. And I was just like, wow, yeah, this is bringing me back to high school. And I'm just next thing I'm like rocking out to it. And then my wife is like, like noticed it. And I'm like, I, oh no, I think I like <laughs> too. 
what's going on with me? What's happening yeah. to me? What happened to the man I loved? Yeah, and then I had, I like put out like a Facebook post on it, like about like like uh, can you name? I just started liking a band I used to hate, and then I had like all my friends like posting like ba- bands after bands after bands. Yes, and then finally got someone my my one of my best friends in high school put got was like Blink, and I'm like yeah, and he just I, just, <laughs> just a bunch of lol. <laughs> they like, uh they have the other song that every guitarist that I've ever known from our age group learned how to play one of the first riffs i was it damn it right mm-hmm. yeah but yeah they were they were like the start of the whole uh like pop punk like blowout like the, like them and then emo follow behind that and i uh i am not a fan of that genre yeah. of music if hip-hop wouldn't have been a thing that's what i would have uh, gone on a rant on <laughs> <laughs> Jarka actually inspired a lot of this podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if I gave you full credit before, but he likes to post stuff like that and just like wants to hear people's answers, no matter how ridiculous. It's, it's kind of yeah. like the same concept. If you hear a song, you already hate an artist without hearing them. You hear that song and then you're like, fuck, I guess I'm a fan. You start to like it. That's kind of how it worked for me with Post Malone. There's a band that stands above, up above all others. I knew I didn't like My Chemical Romance just by the name, just by the people that brought them, like the people that came out to see them. I knew it. The Hot Topic people. I knew it. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like them. Right? The Damn scene kids. Scener, yes. I hate them. Dude, right. I saw my warp tour. I said, Yo, this man's no joke. <laughs> I'm about to like ring this, the bell on these you. These guys sound fucking good. That did you just run around like a like Axel Rose, like leading the crowd like a full on legit from it. It was awesome. Yeah. I, was you, to, I was about to ring the bell on you. Start a duke here. What's up, Nate? What do you got? So this is a this this one's kind of hard for me too because a lot of times when people would try and start giving me hate for what I listen to, you know, I get that a lot because of the heavy stuff that I listen to. You know, people who don't listen to that, they hear the screaming and they're like, "Oh, how do you listen to that?" <laughs> oh, oh, it's hate yeah. your mom music. But uh, oh, so yeah. so I'm I'm used to it, so I just blow it off. But I guess aside from you know from the metal music, I'm gonna pick an artist that isn't anywhere near that you know that side of the side of the spectrum but i've gotten some hate and not really so much hate but people being like i can't believe you like that song but bishop briggs oh got that song uh river yeah i fucking fucking love that song and she's got such a powerful voice like i can i've i've heard listen to a a few of her other songs i'm not super familiar with her catalog but her voice is just so powerful I, i can listen to that anytime yeah she's good I think okay. I think I know what you're talking about now. It's the like on the alternative rock stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's that's. I don't know. What would that be like? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know where you would classify that. So some kind of alternative rock. Yeah. Style. I, okay. I think I know what you're. That's yeah, not a bad song. Yeah. But you know, people who know me would hear me listen to that song, and they'd be like, 
Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> like, what's what's going on? Like, are you are you sick? Are you sad? What's <laughs> what's going on? Who died? <laughs> okay, that's an interesting one, especially because I have no clue who that is. I guarantee you've heard the song that I uh, uh, River. Are they on TikTok videos or Instagram or something? <laughs> Uh, I I don't I don't know. Okay, but I absolutely guarantee you've heard heard yeah. heard that one song. That's normally it was where all I over hear. The place for a while. But that's normally where I hear like obscure songs that people listen to. Well, that, like that song, like probably, oh, that's a song that people dance to in the TikTok videos. Oh, okay. Well, that, this song this song probably came out song from twenty years like, ago. <laughs> like this song, it's probably six years old, seven years old. Oh, okay. So it's not like recent, but yeah. it's not it's not old. Okay. I don't. The older I get, the the more I'm losing track of time. So I don't really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Alex, this is the toughest question I think you've fielded all day. This is where the eclectic part of you really hurts. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Now, for your pick, was it just because it was so far away from the genre? Because a man was listening to a female. A lot of times that can be the case, which is weird. I don't understand it. I used to catch it for two reasons. I'll start with the heavy first being Marilyn Manson. Mm, yeah. People didn't understand them. They didn't like them. Yeah. So oh. I got weird angles, side eye glances, whatever. The other one, Paramore. I love Paramore. Haley Williams, obviously I've had a crush on her forever. Sure. Beautiful voice, range for days. Their music is upbeat. It gets me out of funks. Is it? That falls in your emo category 100%. Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the one, because I'll admit that I'm one of those guys that will challenge you on what you're listening in a slightly snarky way, but hopefully in a way that you understand, like, hey, if we talk this through and you let me get my jokes out, it'll be cool in the end. Because music's music, and we all like what we like. I don't think it would be Paramore. No, I think the one that I would challenge you the most on would have been Marilyn Manson. Because I still don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, he kind of he kind of corresponds with like, you know, my interest. I do the darker side of stuff. I'm not religious by any means, so I resonate with him a little bit. And I don't know his don't give a fuck attitude. That's what drew me to him. You you just like when he pisses on the Bible. No, he actually burns <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, let, um, let's go out on this one. Let's go out on the band that you think. Hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Whoa, stop the fuck. You didn't give us one, did you? Did you? What would you give us? Was I not paying attention? Wait, what? You're one well, that people are going to give you shit for. I kind of said My Chemical Romance. And then so like, if you heard me listen to yeah, it, oh, like, okay, like, okay, like okay. people are like, eh. Okay. That's, I was getting ready to give you some shit, but I guess never mind. <laughs> that's that's why I was ready to I mean, if I'm, with them. If I'm being real honest, what's that emo band that I would throw in at the bar? Uh Hawthorne Heights going down, down. Oh, Fallout Boy. Fallout Fall Boy. I would throw on Fallout Boy at the bar just to get people 
the dead, like, like, put a polo boy. You, you know, it would probably get the same response as Panic at the Disco. Oh, they for sure. sound so. If similar. I knew, if I knew a Panic at the Disco song, mm-hmm. um, Brendan Yuri can do no wrong. I'm sorry, that I'm, dude is. My daughter doesn't know, but she's she loves Brendan Yuri's voice. She throws in that Frozen cover and the Unknown. But Brandon, you, you, oh, I thought oh, because of Abby. I'm looking at A here. He's got a daughter the same age as me. Have you? Do your daughters listen, Jarka? My daughter, my daughter, yeah. She every night she goes to bed to the Frozen CD and into the unknown, the Brandon Yuri version. Yeah. That's the la- like yeah. the last song on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. my daughter flows for it. She doesn't know, it, but she's a huge Brandon Yuri fan. Evie, yeah. Evie yeah. outgrew the the Frozen thing. See how I grew it? Yeah, we're still in it. Thank God. I hear "Let It Go" and it it like, you just I, I start go, twitching because I just heard it way too many times and it <laughs> physically ill. For my daughter's birthday is in in ne- next month now, and uh, it's gonna, she's gonna have a frozen birthday for the second time. Ah, she's gonna have a frozen again. I think I, I don't I don't know how old your my my daughter is. She's gonna be turning eleven soon. Okay, so I think my she's kind of. Out of She's that phase of the the Disney movies. Well, now she listens to, uh, what is it? Uh, Coco. No, the uh, the mu- the musical show, uh, um, High School Musical, oh, the series. Okay. She listens oh, to that stuff. Oh boy. No, yeah. So I, when she asked to put something on, we're in the car. I I say no. So, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Abby. <laughs> I I do have one point to make with Frozen. I went down to Disney, not this past February, but last, and I went to the live thing. We pretty much hit everything at Disney when we were there. We hit the live show. If kids could understand what they're saying, it's not G whatsoever. Hmm. Disney, like, I don't know if it's the actors forcing it that way or their writing. Hmm. It should be R. <laughs> or or I have a pathetically dirty mind and I don't know. Nah. <laughs> it's both. Column A and column B. <laughs> Let's go. Actually, we'll do two parts. We'll go around twice. Agreed. The first one being this. The band that you think you can get the most people to get into that you're into. But you know no one listens to this band. What is the one band, your indie band? That's how I'm going to describe it. Not genre music-wise, but an underground band that you love, you enjoy, and you could sell to someone else. Who is that one band? Hmm. And if you need to take a moment, we can go to anyone that else is ready because this one's challenging. We're going through two rounds of this? We're going to do this one, and then I got another that kind of parries on this. All right, all right. My band right off the bat, King's X. Oh, they're good. I've not heard them. No? No. You never heard the song Dog Man? Mm-mm. Black Flag? You probably didn't. Well, this is the perfect answer then. This is the perfect yeah. answer. <laughs> because it's a three-piece, and they have everything that you could ask for. The guitarist is fantastic. They have some really heavy, like, especially like later on in the years, um, they came out with an album called dog man and they just tuned down to B and got real heavy, but 
They got this. The singer is the bass player. His name is Doug Pinnock. And he's almost got this. I don't want to say gospel-y, but like that preachy type of quality to him. And they, all three of them sing harmonies. It's just unbelievable. It's just fantastic rock band, man. They're yeah. great. I love them. And I don't see, it. there's, you know, if I turn somebody on, I'm like, look, you like harmonies, you like good singing, you like heavy, great guitar playing, you're going to love this band. Okay. I, I, um, yeah, I've, I've heard them. I'm not really into them, but I've heard them. They've all, they've always been, they sound, sounded good. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can concur with that. I just added them to my list to check out. So there you go. I'll let you, I'll let you know next time. Uh, Jerka. Um, every time I play this band for like, I've only played it for a couple of people, like my friends and, and my wife, and they've all been like, yes, this is good. And they've gotten it. They've gotten into it. Is uh, Caius? Oh God! What a great band! Yeah. Spell this. K i u s s. It's the precursor to uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. And Fu Manchu. Uh, Chino Visto, I think. And technically, yeah. Well, yeah, Chino Visto, because Chino Visto was calling themselves Caius Lives. So yeah. Um. Yeah, they're kind of like the original, like like desert desert rock band, like of the nineties, for sure. Oh, that yeah, they're damn. What was that? That that one record they had, uh, "Welcome to Sky Valley" or something yes. like that. They yes. had that's a fantastic record, man. Yes, that's. Um, I I went for Christmas. I got like a Caius T shirt, and I'm like probably the only person in I don't know if in 200 miles of of Buffalo that probably has one. Yeah. Uh, just after I, I just like I just crammed through all their albums one day, and I'm just like I I got to do it again, and I just kept going through it and through it, and it's just like yeah, this band is awesome. How do they not get further along here? Right. Yeah. Great pick, man. Great pick. What you got, Nate? <clears throat> Breaking stuff. Hang on. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. All right. Uh. So. It's it's a band that I've been listening to a little bit more lately. I I would think that anybody who is somewhat familiar with like the world of guitar might be familiar with the band, but I would say Animals as Leaders. I don't know if you guys know who Tosin Abasi is. I think he is the most amazing guitar player in the world right now. Like the stuff that he does is just I sit there and I watch him like what the fuck? Like Yeah. I can't even like, I would never even think to do something like that. Like how? <laughs> and there's, and, and, and their music and animals as leaders and, and their music. There's, there's no vocals. There's no bass player because the guitarists play eight string guitars and it gets yeah. so freaking low. They don't need a bass player, but it's just like a blend of metal and jazz and everything. And it's just, it's fun to listen he to. Does, yes. He does a lot of, two-handed stuff doesn't he oh yeah oh yeah yeah he does a lot of everything <laughs> like I, I i went to a couple years ago i went to uh generation x tour my my father and i went and it was uh stevie vi zach wild ying Wei malmstein i always butcher his name is that a dragon thing? yanni no uh he is see I, I i know him from from his solo stuff i know he was in a, in a number of bands but he he's composed his own music, like his own like orchestra stuff. 
he's, he's I, I recommend to check him out. He, he's pretty cool to listen to. Yeah. yeah but uh, sure. Tosin Abasi was there too. And just watching him play was just incredible. Just how fat, like the number of notes that he can fit into like one bar of music. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's good. I, I like one of the things I do is like I, I follow like on Twitter, like Loudwire and um, like Metal Sucks and uh, Consequence Sounds, like all those like all those uh, music, music news websites. And there's some animal that they came up there and I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to start finding whenever I see new bands. I don't know. I'm just going to add them to my Spotify, listen to their top five. And then, you know, if I like a couple of their songs, they'll keep them on, go through their albums later. And I got through them animals leaders and i'm like yes like this like there was like instant like i this is i'm keeping this one yeah i'm keeping the the first song that i heard by them was that that c-a-f-o one i don't know if it's actually a word that i'm supposed to try and pronounce but it just it starts off and it just sounds so muddled like like at first like you're almost like you can't really tell what's going on but like once you're able to like pick up what he's like the reason it sounds so muddled is just because he's going so fast through just doing sweet picking and tapping and all kinds of shit and it's just god i'm just, I'm just in Ooh. awe every time <laughs> i watch him i love those reactions yeah that's how i was with uh between the buried and me too <laughs> alex oh boy it's gonna be another one of those try and narrow it down between two and the moment the mic's in front of me it Refresh me on the topic here. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this band. It seems like oh, trying have, to trying to convince somebody. Yeah, they have like okay. no following. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you want to show it to someone like I know I can get this person to be a fan. Right. Um, the first one that jumps off is I'm not sure if it's necessarily a band or just a guy that has a band. Um, he's known as Sullivan King. I got into him within like the past six months. It's a very strange amalgamation of like dubstep, dance, like metalcore, a little bit genty. It kind of brings it, if you like the heavier side of things, it kind of brings all that together. Mm-hmm. And huh. the only other band that's also very recent to me is a band called Buried Alive, spelled like berries. The dude does insane shit with the guitar like he'll sweep he'll tap whammy and he's got some sort of button he clicks on it and i don't understand what it does it like cuts it in and out yeah he's so goddamn fast with it if if you want something that's going to make your jaw hit the floor check them out okay because it's it's called buried alive like b-e-r-i or b-e-r-r-i-e-d like berries but with a d and any 30-second clip I ever see, I have to watch it four, five, six times. And always pleasing to the ears, eargasm, if you will. Um, <laughs> dude, they're tight. At least the guitarist, from what I've seen, the band is good, too. But he stands out. Okay. Cool. One band was beer, Between the Buried and Me. Between the Buried and Me. The other band is a band that I'm sure I could not get Nate to listen to, but that's mm. Humphreys McGee. 
They have a they have a following in the jam band scene. Who? Yeah. Humphreys McGee. Sure. <laughs> but outside of that, they're not on the radio. No. They're they're not in anyone's must buy list on iTunes. <laughs> not on the radio or some of the best bands. They're some of the best musicians I've ever seen. He's by far their lead guitarist is one of the best guitarists I've ever seen. The guy mm-hmm. can play everything. A country band's like on tour and they lose their guitarist for the next month. This dude called called this dude. JD will show up. Good to go. Or Jared. I can't remember his name now. <laughs> Little uh, influence over there? Of course. The other thing is that I think you can get caught up in the emotion of Humphreys McGee. If you see them live, I think you can get caught up in everyone else having a great time. Of course, That's they're under the influence. <laughs> There's some things that are handed out at a regular at those kind of festivals that help you get in the mood. Mm. Um, but I just, uh, even a sober person, I think would have a blast because I've gone to, they were at huh? canal side a couple, they were at canal side a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, they get acclimated from the second half. Yeah. Right. I actually think they are completely sober when they play <laughs> maybe a couple of beers. Okay. The topic to take us out before we discuss anything about next episode. I do have hmm? one question. Sure. You'll, you can decide if we leave it in this one or take it out. One artist or guitarist or drummer or bassist that just stands out to you. Yeah, we'll have to leave that for another one. Sounds good. That's a heavy one. Yeah, that, that, that's very heavy. That can almost be an entire show. I think it will be. Oh, fuck that. Five I think it will be. Um, there's one other thing on this episode for sure I'm covering before we leave. But this is the last thing I want everyone to chime in on. The one band that you regret missing out on completely or you're a little late to? Or missing. So like- it could even be a band that like they're all gone. Like they all pass away. You know what I mean? That's like missing out on them. For me, I'll just throw it out right now. I never saw Tempetti live, and I blame myself a lot for that because I kept passing every summer. I should have seen them. And in a way, like, I feel like I missed out on Petty because until you see them live, did you even really, like, listen to them? Like, part of Petty's scene was always his live shows and being on tour. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be, like, one of those things. Hmm. Dougie, well, what you got? I'll say, I'll say, I'll take this right back to the beginning. You know, as much as Van Halen influenced me, and I loved Eddie Van Halen and all that, I never saw that band live not one time. Damn it! No. Yeah. Yep. So that's a that's a big, I guess you could say, regret. You know, because they they came here. You know what I mean? Uh, they they weren't strangers to Buffalo, and I just never went. Why? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. So, but yeah, that that's Van Halen. Okay, Palmer. What you got, Jugger? 
Are, are you familiar with the song Rock and Roll McDonald's? Yes. <laughs> Max Sabbath? No, Wesley Willis. Yeah. No. Like, Wesley Willis was, like, a real, like, me and my friends in high school, my, especially my friends in high school were really into him. And um, and then my, my senior year, they actually went and saw him play at, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the Continental. Oh, my God. Ooh. I was just going to guess that. <laughs> yeah, the Continental. And I never heard them at all. And then my one buddy was like, dude, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. And he played me Rock and Roll McDonald's the day, the day after the show. And I was just, like, hooked. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Rock and Roll McDonald's. I whipped Superman, or I whipped Batman's ass. Um, Cut the Mullet, which is, like, one of my favorite songs of all time. And um, then he also sing like, suck a cheetah's dick. <laughs> yeah, suck a <laughs> cheetah's dick. Lick a bulldog's nasty asshole. <laughs> like it's all just it's, just it's just outsider like just making fun of stuff like just it's 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 you know it's it's completely off the wall it, and i i i ended up and this was like back in you know casa light and and uh morpheus and all that the file sharing stuff and i don't i downloaded as much wesley willis songs as i could and i had like i think i had like Oh, I think I had like 400. I had like the record between like all of us and our friends because he used to put out records like several like independent records every year, like all these random songs that he played on a Casio keyboard. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I got really into it. And then like even today, like a picture, my my phone screen is a picture of Wesley Willis, like one of uh, one of the al- his album covers is on it. And um it was 2003 and and then over the summer we, we were i don't know where we i was looking on like alternative tentacles of the uh, records website and i saw that he had leukemia I'm like oh i hope he's okay and then like a like a couple months later he, he died and i was just like heartbroken and he was actually the only like the only time i ever actually like kind of shed a tear for a musician dying was was for him because he, he like especially that time i was kind of going through some I had a lot of rough patches like right after I graduated high school and he, his music really like just cheered me up all the time and it got me through it. And, and um, I always just wanted to go, go see him live. Just, I just to see him with his, you know, give that headbutt. He always gives everybody and he had, they had like that mark on his head from headbutting so many people and stuff. And, <laughs> and just how funny it was. And, and but it, he got me that, 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 that real goofy music really got me through a lot of, a lot of, a lot of difficult stuff in my life and um and, uh, you know it'll, i'll never i'll never get to see him so yeah. it kind of still to this day kind of like breaks my heart a little bit well, that's the power of music man well, yeah it's i mean it's 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 such simple music and i think when you listen to a lot it's it's such a personal experience after a while that it's like it's almost like you're just like listen like talk to your friend like like oh that's that's your your, your buddy right there just singing this song and no matter how you know off the wall and goofy it, it might be but uh yeah i that's I, I i just missed it by that that much that that much kind of sounds kind of sounds like they give off the feel of like bloodhound gang or what's another one along that richard cheese that kind of feel yeah, oh yeah crack yeah. you up yeah, it's in that same kind of vein that that, that kind of vein. Um, Ween. Um, 
that kind of like that um and there's another like a, a rapper that kind of did a parody of a his name is pimp daddy welfare i don't know <laughs> yeah it's, it's real obscure um humor stuff the very very punk rock in nature like mindset like what's that band we opened up for at broadway joe's uh oh i just had it and now it's gone uh the dude are you talking about the guy who played with the baby jesus on the washboard right yeah uh uh real famous buffalo band super killer robot something no wasn't something fetus green jelly yeah no uh, was it no the bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. <laughs> I, uh... Dying fetus. No? Dying fetus? I didn't know dying fetus in Buffalo. They're a Buffalo band? No, I didn't know they were... You said they were from Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, that... Really? that I, don't I don't think, think dying it. fetus is... No. Oh my god, why can't we remember this as they head to the Googles? Mm. Oh great powerful There's Google. No way I'm actually gonna find it. Are you behooved? Yes. They had a dude that would put on a giant, literally like a giant ten inch, <laughs> twelve inch slong and run around the crowd and try and hit people with it. Dude, that makes what? me think a tool. <laughs> If Dean was on this podcast, he would have got a like. Yeah, probably. It rings a bell. Like I feel like somebody told me about this before. Oh, they're obscure. It's uh, hilarious. Nate's working on it. Uh, Nate, I was actually gonna go to you next. Uh, my pick would probably be Rainbow. Um, they. That's one of the uh, the bands that I remember my dad listening to the most when uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, and I love Richie Blackmore. Like I I love listening to him play guitar. He's like the more I started to play and the more I developed into my own as a guitarist, like the more I started to kind of pick up on like you know at least in my head like pick pick up on little things that like I was kind of taking from Richie Blackmore mm-hmm. and like the way that I would play and Dio like. Yeah, how could you not want to see Dio? I mean, I I saw Dio when he he was touring with uh, Heaven and Hell. Um, that was actually wow. just months before he died. I got to see him, but to see Rainbow in the in the original in the original lineup would have been awesome for me because I I still listen to them all the time. The man on the ceiling. That's a good one. Mistreated is one of my favorites. I know you always bring that up whenever yeah. I say Man on the Silver Mountain. You always say. Yeah, I kind of like mystery better. Yeah, well, both are great songs, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that that's definitely that would definitely be my pick. Because I've I've gone to see a lot of different bands with my dad, like stuff that I grew up on. Like yeah. they'd be coming to town, I'd be like, oh, that's perfect. That's going to be a good uh, birthday present or a good Father's Day present. Go take him to see this band. And uh, like Richie Blackmore is what is what is an artist I never got to see with him. That's a bar. Cool. Yeah, me and they cool. would roll to a bar. And obviously get our drinks first. But then we go right to the jukebox and just load up a shit ton of credits. And he'd put on a rainbow. Man on a silver mount. 
live version. No, it was it was mistreated live version. Live oh. in Munich, nineteen seventy seven, I think, is what it was. Double. And that song is about sixteen minutes long. <laughs> so that's the only reason why. I, I mean, I love the song, but I picked that song to commandeer the jukebox for that amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sixteen minutes of deal. What you got, Alex? So, my dad got me into this band. I've had countless chances to see them. I think it was, what, three, four years ago, maybe they were in Buffalo. If I say 2112, who understands that? Oh, Rush. Yeah. There you have it. I've had so many chances to see them. Never pulled oh, yeah. and I regret that shit so much. Neil Pert, Eddie Lee, Alex Lifeson, Triambit. That's up there for me too. It doesn't get yeah. any better, and to miss that, yeah, you'll never get. I that saw him once. Where'd you see him? At the arena, right when the arena opened. Oh, the new one. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a Roll the Bones tour or something like that. Getty Lee used to have like uh, he never used to have his his rig like his gear behind him, like there's different shows you would see it would be like fucking four or five dryers like drying laundry <laughs> and then he would have like big rotisserie chicken machines twisting behind him like he used to always have these weird shit behind his side of the stage it was it was pretty funny it just gave everybody something to look at i guess well you, there's always his nose <laughs> uh nate just remembered that band oh what nate. is it nate nate take it anal pudding <laughs> oh god i remember them i remember them holy shit i i we one of the shows that we play with them at broadway joe's i remember i that was one of the shows where i got a bunch of people to come out from work and oh. you know those are people who don't listen to you know, my kind of shit. I just got them out because they got sick of me badgering them about coming out. And before we come on, here comes anal pudding. And they're like, I remember looking at them and them being like, what the fuck or did we get ourselves into? That's awesome. That's great. It sounds like Taco Bell the next day. <laughs> Dude, the Buffalo music scene. I mean, I haven't been anywhere else, but legendary. It's kind yeah, of legendary. Yeah. Oh, definitely that, that might be a topic just of its own, you know what I mean? Well, just I mean, covering only bands from Buffalo. Or yeah. even bands with obscure titles and obscure tracks. It's like endless. Cannibals titles. Come on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna cut it off now. That's a very X rated okay. episode. Yeah. We'll cut it off now. Hopefully the next time we're back, we have an even bigger crowd and we'll do a little more condensed version of what we just did here. Try and get to know people a little more. Hey, Brian. And these things are going to pop up as we go along anyways. Did you figure yeah. out like an intro track for this? Oh, I'll work on it. Yeah. What? I just I just finished my Star Wars one. What genre are you feeling? I don't know yet. Got to be an anal pudding song. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a stay tuned to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find the very finest anal pudding song. And that'll be it. <laughs> And then of the cheek clapping of the strap on just waving in the breeze. Or Maynard from Tools switching out the plunger 
for a, probably a 12-er for his drummer to hit the gong with. That's another episode <laughs> of just obscure instruments and setups and stuff like that. Oh, Fish is going to be majority of that. Kegs, kegs or Slipknot. Yeah. Um, cool. I didn't have a sign-off for this, so uh, I guess what I'll just sign off with is... Tune in for it. Well done, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hey.